What's up, everybody? It's J&J with Justin and Jordan. What we got today, Justin? So today we will be reacting to the Damian Lillard trade, giving our thoughts. Fucking finally, bro. It's about time. We've been uh, we've been expecting him to get traded since, what, July? You've been expecting him to get traded since July. I've been waiting for him to get traded for like the past three years, bro, honestly. Yeah. It's been a long, long, long time coming. And it finally happened. It wasn't the heat, though. Thank, thank God. I'm going to touch on that later, but thank God, bro. It, it was the Milwaukee Bucks that ended up with Dame in this Dame sweepstakes. But I guess we're just going to give our reactions for the Bucks, the Blazers, the Suns, and all that, and just see where every team is kind of headed going into next season. I'm fucking with the fit, by the way. I, I just got to comment. I'm fucking with the fit, bro. Yeah. I the, just, fit, the fit is some heat. Yeah, I just woke up. Nah, but that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's drip. That's drip, yeah. bro. That's, that's, some, that's some heat. But I, I, got, I got the full trade right here. So the Bucks obviously get Damian Lillard. The Blazers... End up with DeAndre Ayton, 2029 first-round pick, and swaps for 2028 and 2030. And the Suns, who came out of nowhere, honestly. They're also some pretty big winners in this trade, too. You get yourself Grayson Allen, Keon Johnson, uh, King Nazir Little, and <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic. So oh, every, everyone kind of gets their own thing in this trade. Everyone improves in their own which way. I do want to comment on the Bucks last. So who do you want to talk about first? The Blazers? Or the Suns? Uh, let's talk about the Blazers first. All right. So, as I said, they got Aiton, Drew Hade, three first-round picks, two of them being swaps. Just first initial reactions when you saw it a couple of days ago. What did you think when you saw what the Blazers got? Um, At first, I was like, I'm like, eh, they could have got more. But then after sitting with it for a while, I was like, okay, I kind of like this move a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Was Tamari Kamara part of this or the Suns? Uh, I don't know. He might have been in this too. I bro, he, I think he just got drafted though. Yeah, yeah, he's on. Yeah, he's on the Blazers because I just yeah, seen the video with him and Aiton going into the facility and shit. So yeah, he's on the team too. Um, but yeah, my first um after kind of just letting everything like simmer down, I was like, I kind of like this move for Portland because why not take a chance on DeAndre Aiton? Mm -hmm. This guy was disgruntled in Phoenix. Um. Now he's rejuvenated. We already seen the. I already saw the video where they showed him his locker room and he's hype. He's like, "Yo, I feel like I just got drafted." So he's coming into a new situation where he's rejuvenated, and we've seen this before in the past where some a guy that has potential gets moved and he's on kind of like on a rebuilding team and he kind of finds his confidence. Even though we know in the long run that might not be his team, but in the first couple years of that rebuild, he's gonna be the guy. While before, like, Scoot and Shaden kind of carve out their new roles and shit. And they're, they're getting adjusted to this new, these new roles and stuff. So, for Portland, I like this. You take a chance on DeAndre Ayton, who I feel like this guy is like a 19 and 10 type of guy. And you have Drew Holiday. We can't really give him a grade on this trade yet because you still got Drew Holiday that is going to get moved and you're going to get a significant return back. Mm. So... That's good to see too. And the two picks, they're from what, 2029? It's so deep into the future. You never know what happened. Like, and that's why I think it's 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 a big fucking win for them. It's a big win because, bro, the NBA changes like that, bro. He's like, what what's going on now? Or just look back two years ago and see what the rosters look like. I remember I saw a post from like 
oh, this was the NBA in 2016. And then three years later, this is the NBA in 2019, bro. Everybody's on a new team. Mm-hmm. Like that Everyone. shit was that shit was crazy. So yeah, you you never know what could happen in three years. I like this move for Portland a lot. Yeah, regarding Portland, and this is kind of where I'm gonna talk about the Heat's initial offer for Dame. So obviously you get DeAndre in, you get a young big with, with some sort of potential still. And mm-hmm. I say that because it's good that you're rolling the dice on him. There's definitely a guy that you want to roll the dice and see what the fuck you get out of it because you're rebuilding. The Suns had no reason to really keep him anymore because he was kind of just plateauing there. But here in Portland, like you say, he's going to be able to find his feet. He's going to have the freedom. Someone got to score the fucking ball on a rebuilding team. And like you said, you could kind of give him the keys, let him figure shit out, let him let him get his post touches and everything because you're not going to be winning games regardless. You're going to be basically tanking. And then, then in the future, Scoot can take over. Uh, like you said, shit in the sharp. Could start to find his role. Uh, Simons, we can't we can't also forget about Simons. Simons can do his thing. So I think just Aiton being a key player in this trade was a W for the Blazers. Um, with Drew Holiday, like you said, they're already looking to move him. They definitely want picks out of it. So even if you get one pick out of it, you win. You win if you get a first round pick for Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's an older player. He's still a really good player. Any contender could really use him, or any team that's on the cusp of contending could really use him. And right now we're already seeing, of course. Miami is one of the teams looking to get him. Um, he's linked to to the Celtics. He's linked to the Knicks. Um, who else is he linked to? I think he's linked to one other team. I could be mistaken. I saw it late, but I saw the Mavs. The Mavs. The Mavs would be decent. I mean, the Kings. Maybe the Clippers roll the dice too. I, I mean, you so. never know. That'll be a pretty decent fit. But they they got no picks though. But yeah. just in general, you you're gonna get a first round pick out of this, which automatically trumps this deal over the Miami trade, which is kind of why like. I'll, you, If you're looking at Twitter, I don't know if you was looking at Twitter, Miami Heat fans are bitching, bro. Like, OD bitching. You got you got them saying this is tampering because Jimmy Butler wanted to post on IG. Like, the league got to investigate this. This is tampering. Tyler Hero, whether he's being sarcastic or serious, is reposting that and saying, like, yeah, I agree, blah, 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 blah. Maybe he's joking around. He's definitely happy that he's staying there. But people got to understand, man, like, this, this trade that Miami proposed... It just made no sense for the Blazers. You, you, they've already done this bullshit of having a bunch of small guards in their backcourt. They already got that right now. You got Scoot, you got Simons. Where's Tyler Hero going to fit in? He's not going to run the three ball. And even then, what about Shaden Sharp? Where the fuck is he going to go? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So automatically, just in terms of fit, they need a young big more than they needed another young guard. They have so many young guards already. They don't need another one. So, yeah, Miami fans are, like, really pissed off. But at the end of the day, this this return that they got is way better. And they're going to make another trade to flip Drew Holiday for more picks. You know what I'm saying? So, you're getting way more picks in the long run between those two trades than you would with one trade with Miami. Yeah. So, that that's just going to be a major W for, for the Blazers. And who who knows? Jeremy Grant could be on the way out, too, by the trade deadline, get even more picks. They, they, this could be a team that went from being, like, in no man's land so like in that like OKC territory, it was like now we got this whole fucking farm system of picks. Yeah. We could do whatever the fuck we want with this. So like you said, the league just changes like that. You don't know what's gonna happen by 2028, 2029, 2030, those three years in a row. Giannis will be in his 30s. Damian Lillard, more likely than not, will be out the league. So you don't know what you don't know what those picks look like. Yeah. Those could be some really high picks. Giannis could be gone. We don't know. I mean, I doubt it, but even if he's not gone, he'll be old. And he won't be able to carry that team forever. He's going to keep asking for help. Middleton will be gone. Dame will be gone. It'll be a completely new team in these next four years. So it, overall, it's just an overall W in terms of 
the young guy that you got back, a trade asset you could flip, and numerous amounts of picks with potential to get even more picks off of that asset. Yeah. So let's go into the Suns. The Suns got deeper. Um, we both said, especially me, like, all right, the Suns have one problem. You got all these stars. You guys keep doing this shit in the league, not just them specifically. Specifically, and then you got players that are just teams that are like, hey, let's gather all these all star players and just make it work. And we said they had no depth. Now they're getting some depth. Grayson Allen, Keon Johnson, Nazir Little, Nurkic. How do you feel about this trade for the Suns? Um, this was one trade. At first, I was like, yeah, they got their role players and shit. But after looking at it a little bit more, I'm just like, I don't know how I'm feeling about it. I'm kind of like I'm not really loving it too much. Just only because um, some of these guys and like some of the role players they got, they're solid. But we've never either seen them play like high level basketball or or like important games I should say or like I don't know if they could really contribute to the level that they think for this specific team um like Keon Johnson I've only seen like certain like and he was only he was drafted probably what like 2 years ago maybe yeah. so his he's only experienced like low, like under 500 ball I think the only time he made the playoffs was maybe his rookie year but this is a team that has deep aspirations to like make it go deep into into the playoffs. Um, Nasir Little, I like, but I don't know if he's gonna get minutes. Like he might just because the defensive upside, but there's questions about his offense. Um, Grayson Allen, um, solid role player, but in the playoffs is when it gets concerning for him. So um, and yeah, Nurkic, the big one. Um, I don't think like. They're going to get their wins in the regular season, but I think Nurkic, it's been a while since he's been his old self because he's been dealing with injuries and shit. But if your answer to throw out into the Western Conference gauntlet is Nurkic at the five, good luck because mm. he's going to get cooked. Mm. So, and if if maybe, and Frank Vogel is the type of coach, like, he likes to build through his anchor, like, that's kind of like his primary focus defensively. He's that the big man. He's a defensive minded coach. We saw it in Indiana with Roy Hibbert. Um, he in Orlando. He has Sergi Baca, Bismack Biombo. The Lakers. He had Anthony Davis. So, I kind of from from Phoenix perspective, I'm like, I don't know why you couldn't just give it one more go with Aiton with with this new coach. Because I'm I believe Aiton's had. Did he have Monty his whole career, his whole tenure there, or not? Mm, he might have had one year without Monty. I like his first year. I could be wrong. Okay, but we saw a lot of the friction was with Aiton and Monty. So you got Monty out, bring Frank Vogel in. You you should kind of test it out with Aiton in the beginning. If it doesn't work out, then, yeah, you can move him at the deadline. But at least give him a chance because, like, he's shown flashes where, like, he could actually, like, protect the paint. I'm not saying he does it at, like, an elite level, but you have a building block right there. But now to go from... From eight into Nurkic, who's who isn't the same player he was like three years ago, four years ago, is gonna be it's concerning, man. Like in in the regular season, they're gonna do their thing. It's not gonna look like a problem. But I'm telling you, in playoffs, when that shit gets slow and it starts getting half court, and fucking Jokic is in the fourth quarter with the ball in his hands, 
he, he's going to get fried. I'm, that's all I'm saying. And if people say, oh, y'all should run KD at the five to nah, get geez, more points, no, I'm please, like, no. that's how you lose, like, ASAP. So if I'm if I'm Phoenix, I'm looking at backup bigs, like, ASAP, like, just bodies, mm-hmm. something. Like, even, even in L.A., he had Dwight Howard, too. Mm-hmm. Wash Dwight Howard, but but Dwight Howard rejuvenated him. Yeah. He rejuvenated Dwight Howard because before that, we all looked at Dwight Howard like, yo, he should be out the league. Like, but maybe you could have did the same thing with Aiden. We don't know, but same thing with Roy Hibbert. Like, I mean, well, Roy Hibbert is it's reverse. Roy is Hibbert reverse. goes like tournaments to his dog, and then like, and he then, leaves. He gets gets his ego up. Damn, go get some money, and then he fell off. Yeah, and then bro. Yeah, they should have just kind of thugged it out with Aiton, just at least until half the season. And then if it wasn't working, trade him. If not, just hold on to him. But I don't really like the move for Phoenix that much. That's a good point you made, though. Like, Frank Vogel has been this sort of a big man whispering, especially when it comes to defense. Um, I do kind of like this trade for Phoenix, though. It's a question mark, but I'm going to kind of go against what you said. I think that... It was a smart thing to roll the dice and send Aiton somewhere else, shed some money. Um, I understand, like you said, he had the issues with Monty, but I don't, I don't see the defensive potential there. Even with Frank Vogel, I don't think he was capable of it. Of course, you also take a step back with Nurkic, but just in general, like Grayson Allen, I think he'll be a, a decent rotation piece when it comes to playoffs. I think kind of people are overrating this for Phoenix end of the trade because people are saying they got all this depth back. But let's be real. Keon Johnson will not play one minute of playoff basketball. Nazir Little will probably get five minutes per game of playoff basketball. But even then, like when you go into the playoffs, what people don't understand is when we talk about depth, we're not talking about like, all right, you have a bunch of guys who are like halfway decent. Depth is about like, all right, I could, you know, I'm confident in sending out nine dudes in the playoffs to get to play 10 minutes minimum and actually be able to produce something. Yeah. I don't see that in Keon Johnson and Azir Little, respectfully. I see that in Grayson Allen. Yeah. Um, Nurkic, like you said, question mark. I'm not going to say it's an L or a W at that point in He's time. He's probably going to start. Yeah, well, he, he has yeah. to. He has to. What other option do you have? But at this point in time, I have no like real issue starting him because you're also rolling the dice as well, even though you are a contender. Have, run a new big man out, see what he could do on the defensive side. Uh, he, But even then, even, he's also less demanding. That's one big, yeah. that's one big, big, big point for that. So team I guess too. for them, they think of it as addition by subtraction. Exactly. So, yeah. so it's it's like, all right, Aiton's not demanding shit because I, I think regardless of whatever coach he had, he's going to be demanding. He's like, I want these post touches. I want these post touches. But they're just not going to come when you have these three all-NBA tier uh, score for his guys. It just was never going to happen. So I'll just ship them out. It, I, like, I'm thinking like this trade was kind of like a win for everybody, but the team that won the least would probably be the Suns. Yeah, in, in, in this condition, but even that, I, I don't think they did too bad in this trade. They they were able to, like you said, addition by subtraction, they were able to improve on that end and get some rotation pieces. And hey, maybe those two guys that I named, that I said won't play any playoff ball, maybe they improve. We never know. Yeah, um, I kind of like the role players they got during free agency a lot more. Yeah. Like you got Yuta Wananabe, you got Eric Gordon. Uh, well. I don't. I don't care. I'm like. I'm not buying into the Bobo stuff. Like, I've, like I'd rather start Nurkic than Bobo. Yeah, cool. Like cool signing, but like I'm not really like if it if it don't work out now, bro. We don't. And uh, who else? Kata uh, base Diop. Uh, who's the other one? Metu. Metu. Yeah, him too. Yeah, those are good signings. 
Grayson Allen, I already know in the regular season he's going to do his thing. It's just playoff time is when I'm kind of worried because he can't guard nobody. So so let me ask you this. Eight guys are getting minutes in Phoenix in the playoffs. Who's it going to be? Eight guys? Eight guys. So Beal, Booker, Beale, KD. Booker. Um, I think Eric Gordon's going to get minutes. All right. They're five. I feel like Nurkic, it depends on the series. So, if it's like a team that, I don't know, because I feel like we see with, St- with Steven Adams, like, there's some series where he's going to, like, excel and he's going to play a lot more, and there's other series where he probably won't even see the floor. Yeah, I know what you Same mean. Same thing with Dwight Howard when he was on the Lakers. Like, there were some nights he wasn't going to play. Um, So, I named the big three, and then I named who? Uh, Eric, Eric Gordon. Gordon and Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic is like a iffy. Um. I think Kadebase Diop will play. Um, who else? Uh, Josh Okogi will play. Um, I think Matu would play. Grayson Allen will probably. I don't think Grayson Allen will probably play here and there. Pro- I, think, I feel like I'm not gonna. I feel like you kind of sleep on Grayson Allen to a certain extent because I'd rather play him over over those last three guys you just named. I like Kato Base Diop, bro. I, I'd rather give Grayson Allen those minutes. Yeah. I mean, uh, if I was to swap out minutes with one guy, I would zero out Josh Okogi out of those three. Really? And give it to Grayson Allen. Yo, Josh Okogi might start. Like, Josh Okogi's nice. He's okay. But, but I trust Grayson it, Allen. It's more. kind of fucked up. They got him starting at the three, and that motherfucker's 6'4. Yeah, but like, like I said, I'd, I'd rather have Grayson Allen out there, bro, in my opinion. I don't know. It's just playoffs, man. In the playoffs, it's just... I might throw fucking Nasir Little out there. No. Hell, no. Hell I only, no. I only say that because you already have the firepower with eight with KD, Booker, and Bill. So, Nasir Little, he's the type of guy, bro. We just need you to fucking chase whoever the fuck and just lock him down. That's it. We don't need you to fucking isos. You're not even that type of guy. If you're going to score, it's literally off a transition... Uh, offensive rebounds, free throws. Let these other guys handle that. You got Booker and KD, who are two of the best half-court scorers in the league, probably. So, bro, you're only going to score off a transition, open threes, putbacks. Open That's, threes is kind of crazy, though. Yeah. I'm not trusting he, that three. Yeah, but I'd probably rather play, play him than Grayson Allen. Why? Just because of the def- the defensive upside. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and lock up LeBron, but like... He's not, yeah. If they're playing the Lakers, bro, and Grayson Allen's on the court, LeBron's going to be like, bring that ass here and just ISO the whole time. I guess, but like like you said, I mean, when you said shooting open threes, I mean, I'll put Grayson Allen out there in the corner. I'm just spot up for the open threes. Yeah, but he's going to give up points back. Understandably so, but I don't think... I guess you could flip it and say maybe Nazir Little could stop somebody, but... On the offensive end, he's not providing no points. Yeah, but I know you're not asking him to, but at the same time, you don't really know. need him to because you got what two 30 point scores and then one like 25 point score. You don't really need him to do anything offensively. You have the luxury that you have all all that offensive talent that you don't have to do that. Plus, Frank Vogel is defensive minded, so he's going into this shit thinking, I already got three fucking lights off scores. Let me just throw some defense in there because Bradley Beal, he's not really the greatest defender. Booker is improved. Um, Kevin Durant, he's we talked about it last week. He's kind of good. Like 
help side, but we don't look at him as like a lockdown. You Definitely got, not no fucking lockdown. Exactly. So you got to surround these guys with like with role players that are going to do their thing. They don't have to go in and, and go get buckets. They just have to do their job. And I think Nasir Little is the type of guy he could just go in, play his role, give them energy defensively. And that's really going to provide a spark for them. Because, like, with Grayson Allen out there, yeah, it's extra shooting. But, like, that's just a, bo- a another body out there on defense that you could just throw in another guy to to just add defensively. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand that. But, I mean, just in general, too, just I'm not I'm not buying too much into their depth. Yeah. I still think it's a little bit weak. It's better than it was when they first got Bradley Beal, but it's still pretty fucking weak, bro. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not putting too much faith into it. Did I? Oh yeah. Also, the playoff lineup when we were naming people, you don't want to not be able to play too. I, would I didn't name him, him. I would have him over Nazir and Grace now. Yeah, that that I agree with because that motherfucker is he's lights out. <laughs> so no, he, yeah, he, he, he could and he he could make some plays off the dribble too. Grace and I could do it too, but yeah, I, Yuta would definitely play in that shit. I guess my thing is like sometimes when um. When the stars are getting clamped up or double teaming, and you you gotta chuck it out. Of course, yeah, you could chuck it out to Book or Beal, but I like a reliable guy in the corner that could right out, right out the double team when someone got to pass out, got to throw it to somebody in the corner. I'd rather be a shooter than Nazir Little. Oh yeah, just, oh yeah, in that case, oh yeah. Let me clarify. I don't think uh, Nasir Little should be playing closing minutes in playoffs. Fuck no. Um, yeah, closing time. I would rather have Yuta Wananabe out there or, like, Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. like, those guys. But, like, I'm talking about, like, second quarter sometimes. Not see a little shit. Of course, some, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah. closing? Fuck no. Well, I'm not even just talking about closing. I'm just talking about, like, because it's not like they're going to start doubling in the fourth quarter. Only, like, if they start doubling in the second and you're throwing it out to Nazir Little and he's just breaking every fucking Oh, yeah, grade, that's the case. Then, I'm, if I'm Frank Vaughn, I'm like, Grayson, suit up. Let's go. Yeah. Throw him in for Nazir. <laughs> yeah. And then also, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> or even when you got to sit. Here, here's where Grayson Allen could work. How about this, right? I think that's where we both agree. When you're sitting two of the stars, and let's say you leave Durant out there by himself, right? You're sitting down uh, Beal and Booker. I would rather have Grayson on there on the court to pass out to than Nazir Little and a couple of the other guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because at some point. Ideally, you want to leave two out of the three stars out there, but maybe there's, you know, a five-minute rush where two of them got to sit down. Whether yeah. it's KD or Booker Beal that's out by themselves. I feel like, I feel like one of them should always be out there. Of all, oh, yeah. uh, that's not even a question. Yeah. One one star got to be out there. But ideally, you know what I mean? Like, you want two out there, but that's not always going to be... That's not yeah. always going to happen. More often than not, you're going to have the two, but there's going to be certain points in the game where it's like two of them got to sit down for a little bit. Yeah. And let me just say, yo, I love Grayson Allen. He gave us a national championship. So nah, he's, he's cool. I mean, he, yeah. he's whatever. And now to, to to just to finish it off, bro, I'm just happy that he's free at this point in time because, like you said, yeah, we've been waiting for him to get traded since June. For me, it's been a long time coming. I, I thought he should have been traded after they got smoked by the Warriors and I believe it was the 2019 conference finals. After they got mollywopped in that, it should be like, all right, we're just not going to win a championship with Dame at this point in time. We're obviously not surrounding him with the pieces. Let's just trade him. He was much younger back then. He was not even in his 30s yet. He's in his 30s now. At least he's finally free in general. I mean, better late than never. But Damian Lillard, Milwaukee Bucks. What does that look like, Justin? Milwaukee Bucks. Who? Like... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I'm, this is funny. Um, I'm just glad he didn't go to Miami because me too. Like I, I, I don't even gotta do it again. Fuck that. Um, I know we talked about it like two episodes back about rivalries. New York and Miami. It was a rivalry back in the '90s, but to me, like me personally, fuck Miami. Like. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Really? That's that, that, You think that's the biggest rival for us? No, no, no. I'm saying for me, like... Oh, because your brother? Or other, yeah, other just, shit? Just because my brother... Uh, I was about to say, my shit, when it comes to the Knicks, man, number one, it's Boston. Number two, is Philly. Number three, is the Nets. Then, I'll throw out the heat. Like, Pacers is way back when. Bulls is way back then. But I'm talking about right now. Celtics... Uh, Sixers, Nets, Heat in that order. I'm not fucking with them. No, yeah, this is only this is just my personal beef with Miami. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not claiming that there's a New York Miami beef or rivalry. I would like there too, though. Yeah, that'll be fun. But fuck Miami. I did not, I did not want to. I did not want Dame to go to Miami. Fuck that. Um, yeah, Dame to the Bucks. I was saying it in the TikTok. Go follows at the J and J podcast. Um, they're probably the best duo in the East. Um. And they might be probably like a top five or top three duo in the whole league. Who's better? <sighs> LeBron was, AD? Maybe LeBron and AD. I, I was going to say Jokic Murray, but Murray is not fucking with these niggas. No, no. Kawhi and Paul George for 20 games? The thing is, like, Kawhi could really match up. I feel, ah, fuck nah, I would still take Damon Giannis. Me too. I was, I will probably, they might be top three then. Brunson and Randall. No, I think the only, uh, the only, I was gonna say, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, Brunson and Randall. I That's, guess, I guess LeBron and AD are better. Yeah, it kind of evens out, bro. I feel like there's no one that's like definitively better because like LeBron better than Dame, but then Giannis better than AD, so it cancels out. And then the only other one that comes to mind is like Brown and Tatum. What about Kyrie and Luca? Nah, I'd rather have Damon. Me too. Yeah. Just just testing though, you feel me? Just yeah. testing. I feel like I I know what you're saying, but And even then I like Tatum and Brown, but like Giannis is better than Tatum. And then I think at this point in time, Brown is kinda on the same level or close close I think it's closer, closer than people than think. people think. So yeah. it kinda cancels out. Yeah. So there's no really definitive but I I think um I think in the East they're definitely number one. Overall, I would say they're like top three. Yeah. I'll say like top three, top yeah, five. I agree, I agree. But yeah, back to what I was saying. Great move. Um only concern is um you are taking a step back defensively because Drew Holiday was probably one of the best, if not the best perimeter defender. The best. Yeah, number one. In the league. So you're taking a step back to get Damian Lillard, who is a, a zero on offense. I mean, on defense, but he's one of the best offensive players in the league. So that's a big upgrade. Um, that's probably the one area of concern for them because now they're going to be who, like, who are they guarding? Like, obviously, Giannis is a defensive player of the year. Brooke Lopez just finished top three. But um, guarding on the perimeter, they might be fucked. Like, interior, interior, they'll be good, but like, who the fuck is guarding like Steph Curry, Trey Young, like Jalen Brunson? Like, but here's my thing though, the inverse is Trey Young is not gonna guard Damian Lillard, um, Curry's not gonna guard Damian Lillard. Some of the uh, some of these other top PGs, they just don't play defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand they might have some backup like 
uh, Curry's going to have Wiggins to back him up and take his assignment, or Trey's going to have DeJounte. But at the same time, like, Dame is one of those guys that's really fucking hard to stop. Yeah. And the only person I've seen, ironically, stop Damian Lillard full force Drew, Drew Holiday. Holiday. It was and Drew you don't Holiday. gotta worry about him because that motherfucker is unless like, he others. goes to Boston unless he goes or to Miami yeah. or I really hope not or New York. But besides that, like no one else is really stopping him in, the, in this league at the guard position. Yeah, the way it's looking now, Milwaukee is gonna be getting into a lot of shootouts mm. with other teams, especially. I'm gonna love it though. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Cause and this is a great move too because. Playoff time, we saw it. They kind of struggled in the half court, like offensively. Because as good as Drew Holiday is, I feel like it's a little bit too much to ask of him to kind of be the creator and facilitator for the team. Because he's good at it, but he's way better when he's like off the ball. Like, I feel like one of his best years in the league was when he had Rondo next to him or when he had Lonzo next to him. That's when we, I feel like that was like the best Drew Holiday when he has somebody else next to him, another like ball handler creator. Um, so now you bring in Damian Lillard, who in the half court, bro, this guy, you gotta, I'm excited, bro, because that him pulling up from half court, you gotta guard him all the way out. Yeah, and now Giannis about to come, Giannis is just set like, that screen and roll just way back. He gonna be way back. And this, I really like this move for Giannis specifically because. Now that whole lineup is surrounded by shooters. That's elite space, bro. You know what this reminds me of? But oh. I feel like this is like the 2009 Magic on crack, bro. Yeah. Like this is just a cracked up 2009 fucking Orlando Magic just pumping full of fucking steroids. You got Dame at the one, mm -hmm. Pat Connaughton. Well, I don't know who will be starting at the two. I'm assuming. Beasley. I'm assuming. Yeah, either Malik Beasley or Pat Connaughton. Uh, you still got Chris Middleton. In this. <laughs> that's that's sweet. You, you still, know, you know Chris Middleton. You still got Chris Middleton. You know Chris Middleton. And then you got Brooke Lopez, who was shooting what thirty seven percent from three mm -hmm. last year. Bobby Portis off Bobby the bench. Bobby Portis off the bench. Um, yeah, that, this the is ghost a, of Jay Crowder. Ghost of Jay. Yeah, this is a really good lineup. Um, and that's another thing too. You still kept Chris Middleton, and now you're easing some pressure off of him, making him that third guy, which is really good too now because now you got. Fucking Damian Lillard, who's already a clutch motherfucker, and then you got Chris Middleton, who is like that in the playoffs. Thank you. Yeah, people think he's crazy for that, but like I've seen it with my two eyes. Thank like, you. Chris Middleton does that in the playoffs. Thank you so much, and, and it feels good to kind of be like a a prophet when it when it came to talking about Chris Middleton because people wanted to say I was bugging, you know, back in twenty twenty one when I said he was the most clutch player in the playoffs, but. We saw it happen. And this was before the finals, too. This was like second round. I was saying this. Some of our boys wanted to get mad. Big shout out to you guys. But we see that he's he's like that. And I witnessed it firsthand. I knew Chris Middleton was that guy in the playoffs when he made that shot against the fucking Celtics. Yeah. With like 0.5 oh, seconds yeah, left. I and he was just cooking them from mid-range. And I was just like, bro, this guy looks like one of the most clutch players in the NBA. And he kept doing it every single year in the playoffs. I just hope he's healthy. You saw that interview he did? Nah, I didn't that see shit was it. so funny. I didn't see it. It was like I gotta um, watch it though. What the fuck did they say? They was like, "Oh, do you think the Pistons regret trading you on draft night?" And he was like, "I'm sure they do." <laughs> and then there was some other guy was like, "Oh, I I was showing this girl at the bar Chris Middleton highlights," and he was like, "I saw that clip, but I didn't watch the whole thing." He was like, "I hope I think it works." You, I think you sent it to the group chat to me, and it was like one of the tweets was like, "Oh, who the f no one's ever fucking said Chris Middleton's their favorite player." I'm like, I mean, there's me. 
Yeah. I say that shit sometimes. That's one of my fucking favorite players in the league for a minute now. That show was funny. But just talking about the trade, uh, I was on my phone just to look at the depth. They still don't have Damian Lillard officially listed, but uh, I'm going to kind of skip to some names because we don't got to talk about no fucking tight tight Washington and shit like that. Nah. Like, Marshawn Beecham, though. He, I think he's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got Malik Beasley, Pat Connors, like you said, Marjan, Chris Middleton, both Antetokounmpo brothers. I mean, second one don't really matter too much. Goes to Jay Crowder, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez to back, back him up. And then you, of course, got Dame, bro. That's a pretty, pretty good fucking team. Just to reiterate what you said, you got one of the most clutch. You got two of the most clutch playoff players in the NBA on the same team. Plus, one of the top three at worst best players in the NBA. Yeah. Not to say Giannis isn't clutch himself. He's a pretty clutch player. But Middleton and Dame, I don't want I like I, if I'm the opposing team, I don't want any of them taking that last shot. I will beg anybody else on the Bucks to take that shot besides them too. I'd rather Giannis try to get that last shot off besides them too if if I have to guard them. So that's gonna be trouble for them. When it comes to fourth quarter, second round, game seven, ah oh shit, dude. I'm praying if either one of them has the fucking ball. So you got that offensive firepower, you got that clutch firepower. As we said, we're gonna be running four out, one inside. That one inside isn't just anybody. It's fucking Giannis Antetokounmpo, the most unstoppable force in the NBA. And it's not just four out with, with random guys. Like you said, it's it's Damian Lillard, who you got to guard at half court. Not even the th the deep three-point line. It's, you got to go all the way to half court to guard him. You got Chris Middleton, who's Chris fucking Middleton. You got Brooke Lopez, one of the best three-point shooting bigs in the NBA. You got Bobby Portis that could run out there. You got Malik Beasley that could run out there. If you want some defense, like you said, it's going to be a lot of shootouts. If you want some defense, you could throw out Marjan instead of Malik Beasley. It just depends on what you're doing on, on a certain day of night. And like I said before, I'm just hoping that Chris Middleton's healthy. Because the way that this will be the best big three in the NBA, which I truly think it is, he has to be healthy. He's got to be the same Chris Middleton that he was two years ago. Or else, unfortunately, I'm going to be honest with you, this isn't a championship team unless Chris Middleton's healthy. Uh, I will say that right now, I think Dame and Giannis are a very good fucking duo. But without that third piece, where let's just say Dame isn't clutch one game. Who are you going to rely on, you know? If Chris Middleton's not that guy, I don't think they're going to win the championship. Chris Middleton's got to be the old Chris Middleton for them to do it. And that's not to say that they're not going to be good if he's hurt and like Dame and Giannis are on their shit. Of course, they're still going to be a great team, any elite team. But to go to that next level is to have a big three. Yeah. And this is kind of one thing I want to ask you as well. I mean, are you taking this big three over Boston's of KP, Tatum, and Brown? I would. Me too. I would. I, yeah. I'm just I'm just glad we agree. I, I need to throw it out there and make sure, like, this is the best big three in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say by far, but after the Celtics, Probably by the far. It's a, yeah. I'm going to be real with you. I'm, I'm not buying too much into them. Hmm. I, I expect more success from that Bucks big three, and it sounds crazy, than the Suns big three. Because defense, mainly, number one. Number two, clutch factor. Clutch factor, bro. I understand people want to say that KD's clutch, but let's be real. How many times have we seen KD be this clutch god since he left hmm. Golden State? A little bit against the Bucks, and then what happened? Choked against the Celtics, and, and it's like he was this clutch god against the Nuggets. He's good in the clutch, but he's not like this clutch god. I mean, I think these two guys on the Bucks are the two most clutch clutch players in the NBA. 
and I don't really think it's too close with between them two and everyone else. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not trusting that many players with the ball besides those two in the playoffs. But that's just that's just me. And then we don't gotta talk about Giannis. Giannis is Giannis. We don't gotta say too much, realistically speaking. This team is disgusting. Um, I kind of think this kind of I think this offseason, we had kind of like an idea of like, all right, so going to the the regular season, the contender is going to be Boston, Milwaukee. This is with Drew Holiday, Miami, and maybe like the Cavs, right? Yeah. Now it's gotten to a point where these off seasons by Boston and Milwaukee, they're the only two true contenders. Mm-hmm. Nobody is fucking with them. I don't think Miami is fucking with them. There's a completely different beast of, of a Milwaukee team that Milwaukee has that that Miami has not seen before. Um, Boston's a completely different team. You're getting rid of that. So called so called heart and soul on the defense of Marcus Smart, bring in some offensive firepower and KP. These are the two teams you gotta watch out for. And if anyone makes it out the East besides them two, I will genuinely be shocked. And I think whoever comes out the East this year out of those two teams, I think they're winning the championship. You think so? Whoever comes out the East is gonna win. I think whoever comes out the East is gonna win the championship because um I'm gonna be real, I'm liking both of their odds against the Nuggets slightly. I'm liking both of their odds against the Lakers slightly. And when it comes to a team like the Suns, they're smacking the Suns upside the head. The Warriors aren't even at that tier. They're smacking the Warriors upside the head, both of those teams. Just just pick any fucking team in the West. They're smacking them upside the head. The only team that's going to give them a fight is going to be the Nuggets and the Lakers. Yeah, if it's the Celtics in the finals, I'm still kind of more confident in the Nuggets to beat them. You think the Nuggets could beat them? Hell yeah. Fair enough. But do you, do you think that Milwaukee's the best team in the NBA right now? Best team? Well, I guess on paper, yeah, but we have to see it first. I'm of course, we got to see it. I'm still going to give credit to Denver, and um, even though the Lakers up there, but I was still, I'll probably still say the, the Nuggets. But like on paper, yeah, the Bucks probably are the best team on paper. Yeah. I, I remember back in our um, predictions, I, I said, um, I said the Bucks will make it to the finals anyway. I said it's going to be the Bucks or the, or the Celtics making the finals, but I wouldn't know who wins the championship. I think I had Bucks Nuggets. Remember, I said Bucks Celtics. Either them two will make the finals or Lakers Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And that's before Dame. Like I said, this Dame trade, I think you just you just hit a tier of your own. Yeah. To be honest with you, I know, and I know I'm giving some credit to the Celtics, but even then, I think the Bucks are in a tier of their own right now. Nah, yeah, I agree with you. Um. Just the landscape of the East. I was talking about it with somebody the other day. I'm like, the East is kind of, kind of eh. Like, you got the Bucks and the and the Celtics up top. I think Miami takes a step back because you lost two key starters. You lost Gabe Vincent and Max Strus. Your only additions were Jaime Jaquez, um, Josh Richardson. I saw they just they just signed like guys like they signed Czech Diallo, uh, R.J. Hampton. Who else did they sign? John Elmore. Who cares, honestly? Yeah. That's just the truth. So they're they're coming in a little bit thinner, and none of us thought they were going to the finals last year. And with those two guys that they lost, they were a big part of why they got to the finals. So I'm not really expecting them to do that for a second year in a row. And then you still got the Cavaliers who are there. But I feel like after... After those top two, it kind of just falls down. I don't want to say the East is eh, because the East has a lot of good teams. I think the problem is just that 
like I said, the Bucks and the Celtics just hit their own tier with this offseason. Yeah, East is top, is top heavy. It's super top heavy now. So before, like last year is balanced, but like it's not to say like the Heat, like I don't I don't want to go out, out of the way and say like the Heat, the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Sixers like mid, which is kind of like how the East looked when LeBron was on top. Like everyone else was kind of mid. It was just him, maybe like the Celtics, and that was it. But my thing is like, there's it's still good teams. You feel me? The Heat yeah. are still a good team. Knicks are still a good team. Cavs are still a good team. Uh, Sixers are still a good team. It's just that the Bucks and the Celtics are in their own atmosphere right now, and they're just looking down on everyone else. It's it's just gotten it's gotten insane right now. The, this trade has just flipped the East upside their head, and now it's not. It's, it's, it's going to be Milwaukee to beat. It's not the Heat anymore. It's going to be Milwaukee that you got to beat to make it to the finals. Man, would I love to see the Bucks and Celtics in round two. Ooh, because you know what that means. That, that means the Knicks go to the conference finals. It means the Knicks go to the conference finals. It means the Knicks go to the conference finals. Don't matter who you put in front of us, whether it's the Cavs, the Sixers, the Heat now. It don't matter. Gabe Vincent and Max Strews can't hurt and us And I was no telling more. someone the other day, I was like, if we play Boston... I think we could beat them. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. We beat in Boston. <laughs> we beat in Boston. But if we play... I don't know if we play in Milwaukee. Uh, no, nah, if we play in Milwaukee, it's over. We got smoke. <laughs> yeah. But I don't give a fuck. RJ is that that Celtics killer right there. You got Jalen Brunson who's Jalen Brunson. We play so good against the Celtics. Holy it's shit. crazy. For no reason. For no reason. For no reason. Holy shit. Imagine that RJ game winner, but in the playoffs. Yo. He, they'd have to give him a statue. I would give him a fucking statue Actually, right nah, now. They would, uh, yeah, I'd they, give him a statue should. for that shot right now. I'm like, where's Larry Johnson's statue at? Nigga? Come on. Word, word. <laughs> but that, fuck it. Forget the playoffs. Give RJ a statue for that regular season shot, bro. Because that shit was nasty. <laughs> that, that shit, shit was, was nasty. All right. But <laughs> just in general, bro, like, I I like our odds. At this, kind, this is just kind of how that trade is making me feel like, as a Knicks fan, I like our odds against, you know, the Celtics, like you said. The Bucks. I mean, I'm kind of like, damn, we're fucked. Oh yeah, yeah, we're no fucked. shot. But that, that's how this trade makes me feel. I'm just it's trying like, to imagine. I'm just trying to imagine us getting to ECF like this. I feel like, yeah, the only way. I feel like the only way we would get there is if them two play in round two. Someone has to get the the first seed somehow. Like somebody else that isn't either of them. Like it, it literally has to be somehow the Knicks get the first seed, or or. Or the Cavs get the first seed. That's the only two teams. It's either that and or... And even then, they're not going to do it. Let's be realistic. It's either that or Bucks or Celtics finish first. The other one finishes fourth. I don't even see that happening. I don't really see that happening. But that's the other option. But, man, if that happens, I'll be smiling. I'll be hyped. Oh, man. I'll write my ticket in. I'll, I'll go on FanDuel and be like, Knicks to make the conference finals. You know what suck? If that actually happened and then we get a rematch of... Us and the Cavs, and then we lose this time. We won't lose. Then I'm like, wow, this is. This we won't lose to them. We we own Cleveland unless they move Jared Allen. We own Cleveland because that two big man shit ain't working. Tell them niggas to eat a sandwich, bro. That ass. Put some fucking weight <laughs> I on you. Gonna him. say eat a Frank. Nah, you know what? Eat a Frank too. You can do that too. Get uh, some fucking weight on you, bro. That ass. Nah, yeah. Um, shit just turned into Nick's talk. Like, <laughs> I brought it it's up. Always gonna be it. At the end of the day. Whatever we talk about, at the end of the day, it's gonna come back to Knicks. Because when I when I look at any type of news, and that that's that's the life of a fan. When I look at any type of moves in the league, I'm just like, all right, well, what the fuck does that mean for the Knicks? Shit, can we beat this team? Can we not beat this team? Whatever, whatever. You know, I don't give a fuck. That's why I'm like hype about playing the Celtics, and I feel like we could whoop their ass because now they got Porzingis. Now I got another reason not to fuck with you. Yeah. 
That's just how it goes. Yeah, because I look at every team in the East and I say, we could beat all of them except for Milwaukee. I I I look at and every even, team as food. Even before the Dame trade, I didn't I didn't think we could beat Milwaukee either. Yeah, me neither. I, but they, this this just made it this made it from us losing in five to us losing in three, and we didn't even show up to the fourth game. Seriously, like yeah. that's how bad it looks right now yeah, that's on paper. How, but we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe we get Drew Holiday. We we'll never know. But. I hope not. Yeah, he, I'll say it right now. I really hope we don't get Drew Holiday because of that contract, because of that age, that shit just don't work out for the Knicks. Just sit out and, like I said last episode, wait for Donovan Mitchell, bro. Or wait for Embiid to ask for a trade at the trade deadline. Because I'll say, you know what? Take Q Grimes. Take quickly. Take whatever you want. Take some picks. Give me Embiid. Yeah. Give me Joel Embiid. That, that's, that's, in my heart of hearts, I know Donovan Mitchell will come here no matter what. I want Embiid, though. Yeah, imagine him beat on that. How long does he have left on his contract? I don't fucking know, but he's gonna ask out. Probably, most likely. When James Harden leaves, damn, we gonna gonna have to trade some shit for that man. But, but at the end of the day, just just with everything, just kind of like to conclude, like I'm just hyped. Dame is free. I guess the news that everyone's stuck with now is when does James Harden get moved? Can't wait till that shit's over, man. And then the cycle will start again because at this point in time, if it was like four or five. Fucking all NBA level talents be getting traded within one calendar year. Yeah, you feel me? So I guess we'll see who's next after Harden. Like we predicted a couple episodes ago, it's gonna be Embiid, honestly. Because once Harden's out, Embiid. Yeah, like, Damn, I, I, fuck I this feel team. like yeah, I feel like every year there's always like at least two stars. That used to be rare. Remember Melo as a trade was like, damn, there's a big fucking trade. We'll never see this again. Which happens like four times a year now. The yeah. Suns got Durant. And Beal in two trades within four months of each other, bro. Bro, I think James Harden's asked for a trade like every year for the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like every year the, it's, it's every always year, in, it's always yeah. at least two guys that ask out every year. Which is lame. Yeah. That's just lame as fuck. I just realized that, yeah, for three consecutive years, he's asked for a trade. Oh, yeah, Harden? Yeah. He asked for a trade from Houston, played like a year and a half with the Nets, asked for a trade, played a year and a half with Philly, asked for a trade. That's fucking whack. Yeah, that and should for what? that should look bad. And I forgot who it was that said it, but damn, who was I watching that said that shit? They said some some shit. I was like, mad pause. It was like, oh, you only get one wiggle to ask for a trade. You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't have all the wiggles you want. I forgot who it was. It's two NBA players <laughs> talking, but it's like it's gonna get to a certain point where teams are looking like, damn, why the fuck would we trade for this nigga? Like straight up, why would we trade for him if he's just, if he's just gonna leave within a year? Yeah. And, and I'm I'm glad you pointed that out because damn, like I know he's been asked for moves consistently, but it's literally been once a year. Like I'm not happy anymore. And it's gonna get to a point where either you're gonna run out of teams to ask for, or or teams are gonna stop asking for you. Yeah, it's gonna be one of two ways, bro. Either you're not gonna get the team that you want, or teams are not gonna want you anymore. I look at it like this: if he somehow does go to the Clippers and it it doesn't work out, it won't work out. By the way. Yeah, it won't. you might just have to take a look at yourself in the mirror and just be like, ah. Because, yeah, if it don't work out there, nigga, I don't I don't know where else you could go. Because every other team already has their players established or they're trying to rebuild. And it's not, that's going to fuck it up. So They're not trying to fuck this shit up. Man. Yeah, so even I, if you go to the Clippers, bro, that's not, that's not a good team, in my opinion. Four years ago, sure. Yeah, but I'm looking at it like I'm like the Clippers is like the only kind of like shit show where they, where they would welcome him. Um, every other team, nah. You know who the Clippers are? Who? The Clippers are low key the Padres right now. 
the Padres. Yeah, they just trying to get every fucking all star. That shit just don't work. Yeah, that's what that it. shit just that shit just don't work. You feel me? It, yeah, it's the same shit every year. They both don't got no championships. They both <laughs> a little brother to a much better team. You feel me? A much more established team, a much more iconic team. Keep throwing money at niggas, and guess what? You're not getting nowhere. You're not. You're not getting any fucking championship aspirations. We're getting hyped about you every fucking year, just like the Padres. And guess what? You don't do shit. Yeah. Same shit, different year. You feel me? Yeah. But that wraps it up for J and J this time, guys. Justin, you already know what to do, bro. I ain't gotta ask you. Yeah, guys. If you are listening on audio, please give us five stars. Please like. Please uh, follow us. Um, follow us on TikTok at the J and J Podcast. Clips is going up. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the JJ Podcast One. Got extra clips on there. We got the TikTok clips on there as well. Um, if, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit subscribe. Please like. Um, we appreciate that. We're trying to hit 50 subs before the start of the NBA season. We're right there. We're getting closer. I think so we're three or four away. Yeah, we might be like three, right four there. away. So be that person. Be that guy. Be that girl who. Be that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, <laughs> be that person that hits that subscribe and uh do that for us. But yeah, appreciate you guys. Um the video's going up. Some there'd be some days where it'd be at a certain amount of views, the next day that shit jumps up. I'm like, damn. Um and I didn't even post nothing. So appreciate you guys. Um of course. Yeah. Shout you know out how it is. Shout out Jared Goff. Oh I was about to say the same <laughs> shit. I was about to say go lines, go USC. You already know how it is, baby. Lions, we going to the fucking Super Bowl. Jared Goff, give that man his fucking MVP, nigga. Let's fucking go. Yeah. That wraps it up, guys. We'll see you guys next time. And by next time, the Lions will be what? 4-1, and 5-1? and one? Because next week we got no episode. But guess what? Lions are going to win two games in a row. We're going to be 5-1. and one. Let's fucking go, Lions. Peace.